0: Welcome to the Launch Your Blog Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McManus. I used to be a full-time tax accountant and CPA with a whole lot of limiting beliefs and I can't whenever I thought about starting my own business. Fast forward a few months and I quit my job after starting and growing my first blog to six figures in just a year. This is my space to share and yours to listen and grow about how to build and scale your own blogging business and design a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you're all doing great today. I also hope that my mic isn't too echoey. My ceilings are massive at my new place, um, and I realize that there's not a single corner in this place that doesn't sound... A bit echoey, so I got to work on that. Um, anyway, I have a great episode for you today because I have a special guest star. I have a member of the Create and Go team today, Noah Riggs. Welcome, Noah. Hey guys,
1: happy to be here.
0: So, y'all, Noah again, he's a member of our team and he is our resident SEO expert but he didn't start out that way. And um, Noah, why don't you go ahead and tell us how you found Create & Go? Oh, wait, wait. I should also mention that Noah is now on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't been over to our YouTube channel lately, the last, how many episodes, Noah? Like three or four? Yeah, three. Yeah. So Noah is actually our resident SEO expert and YouTube expert at Create & Go. Um, but backing up a little bit, Noah, why don't you tell us how you found us? So how did you get started in the blogging world?
1: Yeah. So that time in my life was kind of in the later years of me going to college. I had already gotten an associate's degree. Um, I had already started working as a firefighter. And I started to realize that this really wasn't what i enjoyed doing i was working really really hard as an emt and also studying a lot in school and i realized if i was going to go to medical school or go on to become a doctor this was going to take a long time (laughs) and it wasn't that i was necessarily um not down for the ride of hard work but i just i wanted to get there faster i came from a really poor background and so i just wanted to stop struggling And so during this time in my life, I was donating plasma twice a week just to make extra money. Um, I was working two jobs, uh, taking out student loans, and I just I kind of had had enough. I was ready to not be struggling. And so I started looking for ways to make money that I didn't have to go show up for work. Like, what could I do at home when I got after or when I got off all of my other jobs that could help me make some extra money? So I actually stumbled across Alex on the YouTube channel, and I'd seen that he made a video about how to start a blog and how to make money with blogging. And so that was really my first introduction to, you know, Create and Go.
0: Wow. Donating plasma <laughs> twice a week for money. like I've heard of people doing that, but... That just, it reminds me of back when Alex and I were trying to save money to dedicate everything to our blog and we were eating the eggs and rice diet and just eating eggs and rice like every day, like multiple times a day. But yeah, donating plasma, that's a different level of, yeah. How how was that? What does that even entail? Is it painful?
1: Yeah. So it's actually kind of funny. Like I have these massive holes on my arm because the needles for donating plasma are so much bigger than like a normal needle. So it was like, you know, I was an EMT at the time. So, you know, it, it kind of made me laugh because at my day job, like people were getting stuck all day. And then, you know, the next morning I would wake up early and then I would go get stuck. And <laughs> it was, um, it was honestly something that like, Looking back, I wish I never would have had to do, but I'm really grateful. You know, I sat there for hours. Sometimes it would take, you know, an hour and a half, two hours just to donate enough plasma to make like 80 bucks or, or whatever it was at the time. So, you know, it was it was definitely rough on my body and stuff, but it was one of those things that now it keeps me motivated to tell myself, like, no matter what, I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure that I never have to donate plasma again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, true. That I mean, it definitely helps you appreciate what you do have, and those experiences are what you know shape and define us and do keep us pushing forward. So that's super important. Well, so what is your blog about? And you know, beyond finding Alex on YouTube, how did you start working for us?
1: Yeah. So after watching Alex on YouTube, I decided to dive in. I saved my money from donating plasma and bought the courses from Craig and Go, the pro blog. Oh my
0: God, it was the plasma
1: money. (laughs) Exactly. It was. But, you know, I decided to start my blog because like I said earlier, you know, I came from a really poor background. My parents didn't have a lot of education in how to spend money, how to save money, things like that. And even though I wasn't making a ton of money, I was doing pretty well off of like $20,000 a year, I was managing to survive and still save a little bit of money, invest a little bit of money. And so I kind of thought if I can do that, you know, like this, then what about all the people that are making decent money that don't know how to save money, how to budget, how to invest. So initially, you know, I set out to kind of answer all the questions that people ask me all the time, people in my family, my friends, like, how do you invest? How do you get a credit card? You know, just all those financial questions that, you know, a lot of us never learn. And so when I decided to start, like I said, I bought the ProBlogger bundle. So I made a big investment. So I wanted to get the most out of it. So the number one thing I did was joining groups and being as involved in the community or the blogging community as possible, because there there aren't really people in my city that are blogging or, you know, making a killing online for the most part that you really know of. So I needed to get around people that, you know, knew about blogging, talked about it, were successful with it and sort of kind of surround myself with those people in a way that I can learn from them and it can help my own journey. So as I was getting into those groups and surrounding myself with, you know, all of these people, there was moments that I came across people that were heavily involved with creating Go. And this was cool because it kind of helped me to build those connections or build that network that I didn't initially have whenever I started. So eventually, after kind of making myself known in these groups of helping people out however I could, being an encouragement, however I could, um, an employee at Create and Go at the time uh, took notice to me. And basically, whenever it came time for Create and Go to actually hire somebody, you know he let me know and was like, "Hey, I really think that you would be a great fit for this team. And from there, it was really history. Me and Lauren started chatting and kind of came to the realization that, yeah, it would be a good fit with the team.
0: Yeah. And I think that I actually only hired you because you're from Louisiana. So
1: <laughs> I, I do really remember it. It really surprised me whenever he was like, yeah, give her a call at this number. And I was like, she has the same area code as me. Like, what is this? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so y'all know i from Shreveport, Louisiana, and I'm from New Orleans. I was born and raised there, but I did live in Shreveport for a few years and I got into Shreveport area code. And then since then, my number has not changed. It's still a Shreveport area code. So it's just like, if you've never been to Louisiana, you, you probably still haven't heard of Shreveport, but it's not that big of a town. So it's like, it's a very weird thing for us both to have lived in Shreveport for sure. <laughs> I can definitely hear your accent, Noah, when you talk. And I know I get comments on my y'all, but that's where it's from. We're both from Louisiana. In fact, somebody actually left a negative review on the podcast because I say y'all too much. And they said something (laughs) like it was like forced or like I was pretending too hard to be from Texas, you know, and it's like, it's not at all because I'm from Texas. Although I've grown up in the South my whole life, Texas, Florida, and Louisiana, but I was like, you know, really, do you have nothing better to do with your time than leave a negative? I mean, it was a four stars, but still it's like four out of five lowers your average, you know? So it's like, yeah, man, that's just cold. But, um, you know, it's not for everybody, I guess, but I like it. I like the Southern accent and yeah, yeah we definitely bonded over that.
1: Yeah, I definitely. I definitely get that accent remark kind of often as well. I, I definitely really never seen like a negative like man, you really have a Southern accent. But like today on the YouTube video, we noticed somebody said, I sound like Jonah Hill. And I've actually, I've gotten a lot of people saying like, you sound like a country Jonah Hill. <laughs> country and Jonah. So, no. Yeah, I definitely, definitely get those.
0: So I'm leading this as an interview. I should really know all the answers to this because I, of course, hired Noah. But it's also been, what, Noah, like two
1: years, three? I don't yeah. know how many years Yeah, just been. Yeah, just around three years, actually.
0: Yeah, I don't have the best memory. So anyway, so yeah, it was about three years that Noah started working for us. And I believe when we first hired you, we hired you for, I think, just a general virtual assistant position because we really, at the time, just needed help with stuff, just all the little stuff that was falling off of our plates. But very soon after that, we realized like, all right, this guy is like a go-getter. Like, You just very quickly showed that you wanted a lot more responsibility. And that's honestly, you just seem to really care about the business and be more invested. Um, and that was something that we recognized early on. So you'll probably remember better than I do, especially because uh, you work a lot more on Alex's side of the business with the SEO and and YouTube and stuff. So, how did you then transition out? Like, tell me a little bit more about how you and Alex were starting on the SEO side and and whatnot.
1: Yeah. So, when I got hired, like you said, you know, right off the bat, I was mostly just handling tasks that, like you said, were kind of falling to the wayside or that needed to be kind of picked up because y'all were focusing on more important things. But I was definitely always coming to work with the idea of providing as much value as I can. That's sort of how I always approach whatever I do is what can I help with the most? And at the time, I definitely thought that I could help with more things. So I always, you know, tried to ask like, what else can I help with? Is there, you know, anything else that you guys need help with? I was always down to learn, you know, and things like that. And so I think Alex definitely took notice initially in how excited I was to learn. Um just like with me now doing the YouTube channel, I don't shy away from learning something that I've never had experience with. Um I didn't even have internet until I moved out of my house at 17. So like I've always sort of just taken that, you know, and said, "Hey, Uh, I'm going to have to learn and I'm not necessarily afraid to fail or, you know, take that time to learn it. So I'm pretty sure Alex at that time was, you know, Hey, this guy really wants to learn and really wants to bring more value to the table. And you guys really weren't focusing on SEO at the time. I believe y'all just hired um, somebody to help with the SEO, maybe like three months before y'all hired me. So like, You know, very early in the SEO game for Create and Go. And Alex just wasn't, he didn't think that that guy was, you know, really giving it the best effort possible at the time. And so, you know, I guess he's, Thought that me as the go getter I was that you know I would have a better chance, and so I mean I just started dedicating my days and nights and mornings to watching videos, taking courses, reading um, guides. I mean studying HREFs and SEM Rush and all of these different things, just to try and identify what Create and Go needed to do to improve our SEO.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you all that at the time, Alex and I's experience with SEO was really non-existent slash all over the place slash, you know, Alex at some point decided to invest more heavily in it. And it was very scattered uh, because at the beginning, to be honest, we just didn't need Google SEO. Pinterest was so much easier and so much faster. And we just didn't really bother that much with Google. It was more competitive. We knew that. uh, And we kind of just ignored it. And over time, our Google traffic did start to grow just naturally because you know Google does recognize when you get other traffic from other sources, and and over time, your traffic likely will start to grow to some extent. Um, and so, at some point, you know we also realized too that we had too many eggs in the Pinterest basket, uh, and that we just needed to diversify. Because Pinterest changes honestly more often than I change my underwear, I think, <laughs> and um, you know it changes constantly these days. And and we were just kind of feeling like it would be better to diversify. We already had the YouTube channel, but we knew that it was time to turn our sites back to SEO. But the fact of the matter was, we were both too busy, and we tried to throw money at the problem for a while. We hired agencies to you know help write SEO content and to go through our whole website. We hired individual experts. We took courses and it was just all over the place. And to be honest, I think we didn't really ever make any big changes until Noah came on board and Noah and Alex really kind of took a deeper dive. And I think that, well, I mean, I'll let you, t- you know talk more about it, Noah, but I wanted just to say you know, to our audience to let them know kind of where we were at with SEO and why we needed to make that shift and why we have. And I think it's a good idea for anyone and everyone to diversify their traffic strategy. And I really think that having a really good source of at least one source of search traffic in addition to some other type of social traffic, I think is good because they also accomplish different things, right? Like SEO, traffic can has the potential to get you a lot of traffic. But some social platforms and platforms like YouTube allow you to really connect with your audience and stuff. So on that note, Noah, let's talk about, do you actually need an SEO strategy for your blog? In, in your research and your experience now into the SEO world, you can start off by telling us I guess, a little bit more about kind of how deep you were diving and what did you find? And does our audience need an SEO strategy for their blog?
1: Yeah, so absolutely. First of all, like if you don't have an SEO strategy, you're you're gonna be in a tough place. You're really going to find that you kind of what is the saying? Like shot yourself in the foot? <laughs> like and that's sort of where we were with create and go. And the the problem is that if you start out with Like focusing on SEO from the beginning, you can avoid so many of the things that we had to do. Like you said, um, I mean, you guys were probably two, two and a half years into Create and Go before, you know, we really started making huge changes um, towards doing the right things for SEO. And the problem is, is after doing business for two and a half years or two years, you sort of, I don't want to say make mistakes, but you sort of ignore those things that needed to be done. And now you have to go back and fix them in addition to trying to improve for the future. You know, so the big thing with Create and Go was that, yeah, we were always trying to fix these old issues before we could start focusing on the new things. And so... You know, it's really important for everybody listening that when you go to start your blog, or if you've already started your blog and you haven't focused on SEO at all, then you really need to rethink where you're going from here and start focusing on it now. Because the best time to focus on SEO is going to be before it's too late, (laughs) you know, before you're years and years down the road trying to fix things. So yeah, and that's not to say that a blog can't be profitable from just social media traffic, YouTube and, you know, TikTok and Pinterest and all of these social media platforms can be really, really great for a blog, but you want to be diversified. Kind of like Lauren said earlier, you know, it's a good idea to have uh, one of each and making sure that you're diversified is going to keep you from running into a lot of those You know, difficult months where maybe you didn't have a viral post, or maybe, um, you know, you got banned for a week or a month or whatever. So, you know, it's becoming ever more important to have uh, success with SEO as well as social media. I'm pretty sure when I started at Create and Go, the traffic, the SEO traffic made up somewhere around like 25 to 30% of the traffic. And now, you know, it's sometimes made up anywhere from 50 to 70% of our traffic. So if we didn't care about SEO, I mean, over half of our traffic could, you know, not possibly be coming to our blog. And that would probably heavily affect the bottom dollar that we get at Create and Go. So absolutely, SEO should be a main focus for any of the listeners here that are, you know, working on a blog.
0: Yeah. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Noah, but I think one of the important things is that with SEO, it can be very time intensive, but there are also things that you can do in the beginning that you can set things up to where sometime down the road, they are more passive, right? If you do a few things to get your initial SEO traffic going, it's not like with some social media and some other platforms where you have to continue to do a lot of really expensive stuff constantly, right? Or am I wrong?
1: <laughs> no, I mean that's definitely um, definitely true. It's it's kind of like uh, a great example would be like a YouTube channel. If you make one video that gets like you know a million views, eventually that video is kind of going to die down in virality, right? It'll still show up in like search, but it won't be just keeping that consistent, like kick-ass virality for forever. And, you know, you have to keep making videos in order to do that. Um, And with SEO, it's not as uh, demanding. If you create a post and that post becomes number one on Google and is considered like the best post for that topic, I mean, Odds are you probably only have to update that post or do something to it like maybe once a year, um, not too often. And it'll continue to rake in a very consistent uh, level of traffic. You'll have a huge spike when it makes it to number one. But then from there, it'll pretty much remain the same. You know, we found that a lot of our SEO traffic. For keywords that stay in the same spot are really consistent. And so, yeah, in that regard, it does become sort of passive um, and it becomes this sort of extra source of income that now you can focus on, you know, harder on YouTube, Pinterest, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. And another point for diversification is. Is that all of these platforms have a life cycle? And you know, at the beginning of any newer platform, you see times when you can get massive amounts of traffic. And then over time it begins to wane, right? Like we saw that with Pinterest when we first got on Pinterest years ago. And over time the algorithm has changed, it's gotten more complicated. And they've kind of more evenly distributed the traffic around the platform. And you know, to be honest, TikTok is kind of seeing that same thing right now. Like everyone went over to TikTok during the pandemic, and you know, people were getting explosive traffic. And it was a platform that was somewhat similar to, to Instagram, but people all of a sudden were getting way more traffic, or people that were struggling to get traffic on Instagram all of a sudden amassed all these followers for doing barely anything on TikTok. And could drive all this traffic but you know tiktok is going to go the same way as instagram they'll start to place more ads like they'll start to more evenly distribute traffic so it's no matter what it's a good idea to diversify your traffic sources so that you can not have all your eggs in one basket and because over time every platform gets more competitive and you know as i've said in previous episodes every traffic platform does have its pros and cons So anyway, I digress. Let's head back over to (laughs) SEO. And anyway, so we were kind of at the stage where you're talking about, you know, getting into Create & Go and realizing all the things that we screwed up, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of just in regards to like really simple things like... Making the meta descriptions the right length, or making sure the um, the posts have proper links to other internal posts, and making sure the categories were set up properly. You know, there was a lot of these things that you know are kind of like this sounds horrible. Like I'm like ragging on you guys, but a lot of things that are really like basic SEO stuff. But when you don't start with SEO in mind, you just don't think about those things. You're like, Oh, I just want to make a good meta description. Whatever Yoast says is good. That sounds good to me, you know? And it's sort of like, you're not really um, aware of the things that you need to improve or need to fix. So, you know, at first, we were really lost um, because we were just like, where do we go from here? All the traffic that we were getting at Create and Go predominantly had to do with you and Alex's name. I mean, like I'd say probably 10 to 15% of it was just people searching you or Alex's name. And then the others would be just searching Create and Go. So it definitely kind of made us aware at the time that we're going to have to sort of You know, I guess this EMT terminology of like triage it. And that's really how me and Alex approached it. We were like, what could be the worst things that we've done wrong? And we, you know, sort of started filling out that list from worst or most likely reason why um, we're not getting SEO traffic all the way to the least likely. And over the course of, you know, a year, year and a half, we just started knocking those things out one by one. We started building backlinks. We started, you know, working on the website to make sure it was set up properly, categories set up properly, internal linking, et cetera, et cetera. And we finally started to get the results that we were sort of looking for. We started to, you know, bring in a little bit more traffic here and there. Posts started to move up. Um, But eventually I think like right before the pandemic happened, we finally started to see like drastic changes. All this work that we were doing to sort of fix things started to really improve our traffic to the point that it was bringing in almost 70% of our traffic at the time. And, you know, it started to level out now and now it only makes up around like 50% or so, but we definitely realized like, Hey, if you do these things properly, then you know we can actually start to get some good SEO results, and I think that that's something that's really important for all the people that are listening. That like, yeah, even if it you've already wrote, I mean, we probably had twenty five posts or thirty posts, so even if you've already written a ton of content and put a bunch of time in it's never too late to go back and fix those things and use a proper SEO strategy so yeah we did realize hey I, we kind of screwed up but you know we really put in the work and we put in a lot of time and effort just to turn our results from you know barely anything to to pretty good and we're still working on them every day and we still have a lot of things that we hope to accomplish uh with the SEO traffic at create and go that know we're still working on. So
0: yeah, we did a lot of things wrong. And man, I remember those times too. It felt like one long dark year when you and Alex were (laughs) working on the SEO stuff. And I was just I wasn't involved in that part of the business really. So I didn't really know what was going on. And I was just like, is anybody doing anything around here? (laughs) Because it was like Slack was quiet. Nobody was talking because you and Alex just had your heads down in the SEO trenches for that whole year. And y'all, the culmination of that was A, them fixing a lot of our SEO problems. But B, also Noah has created an SEO course for Creating Go. It's called SEO Blueprint for Bloggers. And it's our newest course and newest addition to the Creating Go courses. So we are really excited for that. If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, as Noah said, you can start SEO at any point in time along your blogging journey. The earlier, the better, of course. So you don't make any of those mistakes or overlook things. And on that note, that is what we're going to talk about in next week's episode. Noah is going to come back next week, and we're actually going to talk more about some of the nitty gritty things you're probably interested in. He's going to talk about the three most common SEO mistakes that people are making with their blogs, as well as two mistakes that we made here at Create & Go. Is that right, Noah?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We kind of touched on a lot of things in this episode, but next week I really want to dive deep into some of the really common mistakes that I see clients and, you know, just fellow bloggers making. And like you said, in addition to talking about some of the bigger mistakes that we made that, you know, a lot of our followers may be less likely to make, but still affected us negatively nonetheless.
0: Yeah. So make sure to check out the SEO course and come see us next week for sure when we get into those specifics. So, well, I want to thank you Noah for joining us on this episode and I'm really excited for next week.
1: Yeah. I really appreciate you having me and yeah, same here. I'm super excited for next week and I really hope you guys, you know, enjoy this one, but I really hope the next one is going to be, you know, one that just kills it. (laughs)
0: all right well we will see y'all next week thanks for listening to the launch your blog biz podcast don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and please share the love by leaving us a review if you loved this episode and if you want to learn more about how you can launch and grow your own blogging business make sure to check out our website at createandgo.com.